Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everyone? I am your host, B. Powell. You are tuning in to my podcast, The Bloom Baby Podcast, on Believe Network as well as Spotify and Apple. I am so glad you're tuning in. This is the official kickoff for October for the Family Series. What you're just listening to is another song written and produced by my amazing, amazing husband, Joseph Powell. This song is called Circle, and it was written by Tim Stevens, a.k.a. Phoenix. And this song was so great and so perfect for the Family Series because it has to do with the circle of a family and just the message we find, um, you know, everyone having a place, um, their specific spot in their family and, and the purpose that they serve in their family and just knowing that a family isn't always perfect um, and, and that, you know, y'all are going to love each other, fight, disagree, but you always come back to that circle. It's unbreakable and it's such a bond. And so I saw that, of course, that was no better way to kick off for all of us in October than circle so i hope you guys enjoyed that um and of course the visuals for october this is my first time kicking off with visuals for the month of october so you are about to see the visuals of the show um and of course it's also my first interview my first interview on the podcast which it had to be with my sisters jody and coco so i hope you guys i hope you guys enjoy but first let's kick off with prayer lord we thank you for family We thank you for the bond of family, Lord God, and blessing us with the earthly parents and siblings and cousins and aunties and uncles and all the ones that serve a purpose in the divine connection and relationship. I ask that you impart love and truth and and, and connection, Lord God. And as you continue to expand the kingdom family, Lord God, that we remember that relationship with family and friends and community serves a greater purpose than anything else all these things we ask in your name amen all right here goes the interview you guys enjoy guys i'm super super excited to be here for the bloom baby podcast we are kicking off officially the family series for october i am your host b powell welcome back to my channel i'm super excited that you have tuned in here like always you can tune in on believe podcast network on apple on spotify on any of those good platforms to tune in um, to the podcast but What I'm doing differently is for October, this is the first time I'm actually kicking off with the visuals, and there was no better way to kick it off for the family series than with my two sisters, Coco and Jody here. Yes! Hey, 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 hey! On to the show. Uh, We have so much to talk about, um, from marriage to just millennialhood, um, to relationships, to what's going on in America as Black women, because that's just been just crazy within itself. So I want to first welcome you ladies and to thank you for coming on the show. How are you guys thank doing? You. Nice. Good. So I want to kick it off first. I want to jump over to you, Jody, my big sister. And I want to jump in about the conversation of faith. Um, that is one of the big topics that I discuss here on the show. Um, it's, it's pivotal, not just for people in general, but for women. Um, and millennial women. And I think that's one of the foundational pieces um, 
that really keeps us going. <laughs> so I want to ask you first, um, when did you first fall in love with God? My first reception to Christ was when I was younger, uh, coming from a Christian background. But my first time actually falling in love with Christ, I was actually in college and I was attending a uh, church called Windsor Village here in Houston. It's a big Methodist church, uh, as you remember. And um, they they kicked off a um, collegiate geared type of church service that was just for uh, my age group, and that's when I fell in love with Christ uh, because I began performing poetry in the church. I found a purpose while attending, and then that made me fall in love with Christ. Was yes, yeah, so I would say about nineteen years old. About nineteen years old, yeah. Because I know we got well. I was about to say baptized. That was a while for us. I was like, yeah, we got baptized. Confirmation was age thirteen, but it's just <laughs> following protocol. You don't really know what you're getting into all the way. And then like you just attending the, the same church your parents go to, but you don't really understand. I think you have to go through things in life in order to understand how to love and how to fall in love with Christ. You have to know, you have to know that I feel like in order to love, you have to need and you have to be aware. And I wasn't aware until I began to be an adult and started to make my own choices and make mistakes. And then I was like, okay, there is a higher power here. So that's really interesting, though. That's really interesting. We could just explore that for a second. For I jump over to Coco, is that you said that's really profound. You said that you feel as if for young people that we kind of just go with the flow when it comes to attending church or just kind of like, okay, this is what, you know, the parents go here. So we're going to go here. I guess I believe in God and just kind of go with the flow on that. We, we go with the tradition uh, when it comes to faith and because we tie it to religion until we know better. And then um, we realize that faith is a standalone. Um, it can be tied into religion in some spaces, but faith can exist without religion. Uh, and so we have to understand that parallel. But like I had that conversation with you on the phone the other night mm -hmm. about maturity and how the brain, the human brain or adult brain doesn't mature until the age of 25. So you have to think about all the decisions we make up the age of 25, and that's men and women alike. So <laughs> what Lord before the age of 25 that we would deem as even mature choices? You know, like we're still figuring it out. We're right where we're supposed to be, but we just don't know that. We're, yeah, we're probably yeah. yeah. I, I remember that. You did. You were, we were talking about just the, like, the evolving of the brain that doesn't really come into fullness really until 25, which is mind-blowing. This is a couple of decisions. This is few decisions. I wish I was like, whew. Yeah, look at our parents got married at 50 years old. <laughs> would have kind of, you know, would have been right on time if we wouldn't have had that 25 mark. Um, no, but that's, that's really interesting. And really, can we use that? And I, I really want to get you guys' opinion. Like, can we use what, what you're saying, JoJo, when it comes to really any type of... Any type of I guess fundamental traditions or topics that were given to us by our parents or that we were raised upon that we kind of just went with the flow of it just being young and now that we're older should millennials be given that space to challenge what they've been taught as far as just what's been programmed or not even just programmed because you don't want to make it seem as if it was something bad but just traditions um that parents have instilled in us that we should be able to kind of ask ourselves and say, okay, well, do I really believe this? Or am I just kind of like going with it? 
What do you think? I believe, um, well, first of all, uh, my parents and style might be a bit different because I'm an educator. So it's a bit unfair because I'm always changing. I'm never the same year after year. As I learn new things, I implement those things if I feel like they're working. And so the same thing with my parenting style, I implement what I learn as an educator. Being an educator helps me to be a better mother. Now, if I was just a plain, like if like a regular mother that was not an educator and I was set in my traditional ways, I probably would not want my child to challenge me because there's a thing that we go by is, Okay, well, if my child is respectful if they follow my order and I am the lead of the household and my husband is the leader of me. So if my child challenges that, then they are being disobedient. So it is a crosshair to be trying to implement, okay, I want my child to think independently, but I also want my child to follow my lead because I know what's best because they're not mature yet. So I do believe in discovery. I do. I do welcome discovery. However, as a parent, that's why it's important to. Now, I want to say, I hate saying, I don't want to say I hate saying, but, you know, people say evenly yoked, but they don't really understand what that means. They just say yeah. it because they heard it and it sounds cool. It's tradition, right? It's tradition. You know I'm saying? Like, like yeah, yeah. I believe in changing with the times, but I also believe in your parents should already have that, that figured out before the child becomes of the mind to even want to challenge now, challenge can be looking can look like a whole diff, a whole bunch of stuff. You know, like challenge is a very strong word. You know what I'm saying? And that, can you discover? Sure, you can discover. You mean you're not gonna challenge me in nothing? But you can discover all you want. You know, you're not about to challenge nothing. I don't care. You can be Einstein. You ain't about to challenge nothing because you don't pay nothing. But uh, but you, you want to discover? You can ask questions. Play in the sand. You wanna go play in the sand? You can go play in the sand of psychology, religion, or woo woo but being a challenge not near a person up in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Period. Period. But <laughs> you bring back the Grandma Smith on him, huh? Um, no, but I, I just been cook. I wanted to have you jump in here. Um, I want to start off with first your, you know, obviously when did you fall in love with God? But I definitely wanted to get the input as far as um with millennial women. I'm going ahead and myself with millennial women when it comes to relationships and just us being able to evolve and change and continue to become um, who we're destined to be. But I do want to start with you. Same thing is when did you first fall in love with God? When did you know, like, that's the homie right there? Well, I had a different upbringing. I never was in a church. I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. So that is completely like it's <laughs> different. It's way yeah. different. Christians, but different experience. It's very, um, by the book if it's not in the bible it doesn't exist mm. and so, at an early age i was taught that that was the only way i was taught that you know even in just beginning beginning to speak i i gave my first public speeches at six so wow. god was like this is important this is what i'm doing and i was had bible studies in school so my goal in school wasn't to really make friends because we weren't encouraged to be friends with people outside of the religion because we didn't want to be a, you know, stretch of, of uh, you know. In this world, not that way. No, in this world, yeah, 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 definitely. Let astray or you don't want to be attached and then something happens at Armageddon, which is, you know, it's all. Right. And so, um, yeah, I was doing Bible study. So at an early, super early age, that's, that was God, Jesus, and they got my back. And 
if I feel like I'm crying, I'm saying a prayer to myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And, and just with like, with the tradition aspects, is even with me, like I, I realize like, um, just the aspect of what John was talking about, like just with religion, like it really wasn't until I got older when I realized like, oh, it doesn't need to be separated with, oh, well, you're this and you're this or you're a Methodist and you're that. It, it caused so much confusion. I, I questioned myself. I was like, why do we, why can't we just go over? We all doing the same. And so it, it like that aspect, the relationship aspect really does take the blindness off religion to where you're like, no, God came to teach about relationship people. And um, so that that was something where I felt good because I was like, dang, like, like you want to say like the tradition aspect are we challenging tradition are we going against our parents are we and it's just like no i think that generation like the generation right above us hey and if you go against this it's it's like a personal attack yes yes and so for a long time especially within like a very strict um religion it's we weren't even encouraged to look outside of it. And if it was, we would feel guilty because it's like playing with the devil. Yes, and, yes, you know what I mean? The yes, only time yes. we would learn about other religions, so we were well-versed, but it was only so that we could witness to another person of that religion. Exactly. It wasn't to satisfy our curiosity or to really like, hey, is this right for me? Ah, uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. You know mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it was like a studying aspect more so. Right, it was studying so that I can eventually get them to come on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. We want to get to know you, so we come on over right. here with us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, I think, I think that that is something that isn't discussed enough with millennial women, especially that transition from like high school to college. Like Jody, for you, like. For me to be to see that experience like i remember when you first like when you were like just like I, i'm going to church i'm doing poetry up there and that was like in college when you were like you could see the transformation from just this religion we go up here we sing your book all right and then it's like <laughs> no like you really want to have this actual relationship and talk to god you know that's the homie that's the homegirl however and it, it really does change the um that dynamic and I, I think that's something that really should be pushed um in conversation more because coco you brought up a good point is that um it makes you feel guilty it puts you in a box it makes mm -hmm. you feel as if um whether you want to call it the devil or or you make god mad or you know we it, to the point where you're like okay if i put a seatbelt on it's walking around with that much fear in their heart and um sorry guys i'm a dog and um and so with that it's like you don't really realize that until you get older and you realize the just the conversations and the, the, yeah. the thoughts you and have. you know it's crazy that you say that that transition because um when i was um in in uh jacksonville went to unf but i was still in the city because they highly discouraged um <laughs> secondary uh like college period mm -hmm. um because they were very got geared towards put your full service to to god to serving god to bible this this that so secondary like uh like you know college degrees it wasn't glamorized it wasn't like yeah. you gotta do this it was like 
yeah, that can be something you fall back on. Focus on this. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we did, we were, if we did go to college, we were encouraged to stay in the same city. You know, ah. stay close to your parents, stay close to congregation so that you don't, you know. Wow. And so wow. when I did, even so, it was still, um, it was still instilled in me so much that it was like, all right, well, you know, in this class, we're talking about this. So let me kind of put my guard up and make sure. But um, going to meetings on the Cannonball Church, I still wasn't all the way there because it was still kind of like, it was routine. It was, it was routine. That's the word, routine. Yeah. That is the Depressed, word. Yeah. No, this, that, mm-hmm. all right, time for school, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went to a separate congregation from my parents, even though it was like, whoa, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're going on a Tuesday, I'm going on a Thursday. Woo. But it was like something that I could do that was like, all right, let me do this for myself. And it, when I yeah, did that, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. And a form I of independence for exactly. that young person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was, I would sit there with my Bible and my notes and I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting something out of this now. <laughs> I mean, I was before, but it was like, you know, I w- it was my own. I could, yeah. It wasn't like, oh my God, my dad's looking like. <laughs> right. It was really, you really wanted to get into it. And I think that's, that's the most important part is just really, um, just for a millennial woman to be able to find their voice in whatever, you know, transition they're going through. And that's something I really push on the show is just like, whether that transition is career, whether it's relationship, whether it's your belief system, you want to give yourself that time to find your footing. Or like Jody always says, that learning curve, because we're not going to always get it right. You know what I mean? And I think that that's something that is so, I still battle where it's like, it, gotta, it has to be perfect the first time, you know, it's like perfection, like the first time. And so it's, you, you end up being so hard on yourself that there's not that space and opportunity, like John, just to discover, just to see, you know what I mean? And, and find yourself. And so. Well, I think that's the, 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 the hard lesson between um, the baby boomers and the millennials mm-hmm. is, um, it's such a jump it's uh to go against is it to have a difference of opinion is interpreted as going against or being disrespectful yeah you know? yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah unfortunately that was in what coco talked about it was prevalent if you had a religious parent or a parent who was deeply rooted in whatever religion it was that was the exact same conversation my best friends from elementary school um were muslim and hindu and i could not continue to befriend them because they were not christian they were my good my like i love them to death you know what i'm saying and and, i mean and 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 part of our heritage is you know we're 23 percent uh indian you know what i'm saying and that that's our family and and so and, and part of our family has those same faiths and it's hard to 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 want to love and reach out and discover you know the love of friendship with many different people when you're told or you're instructed that this can't happen because of their faith and i remember asking the question i remember where i was i was out walking the neighborhood um we were at a friend's neighborhood um in missouri city and um i remember asking one of our relatives like so what do i do about my friend i love her and she's a great girl she's just muslim 
And they were like, well, she's going to hell. So you need to stop being friends with her, you know? And it was just that misinformation. Um, But, you know, now I I know that that, I I know that my love will transcend a religious title. You know, now I know that I don't know where anybody really goes at the end of the day. I hope we all go. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not like, I don't know. Exactly. Because for most baby boomers, for them to even say, I don't know, is like, say that. no, you gotta have a definite, yep, go to hell, or nope, no, this or nope. For us, I think it's like, it's re- kind of refreshing. I think that's like, we're like the transitional generation. Yes, of, we're like, hey, the maybe there is, maybe there, I don't know. And I'm comfortable with that. And I'll continue. Because you got that Generation Z that's like, I don't care. See, so, you know, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, hey. We all do it. You want to do it? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really I really think you're absolutely right. I think the millennial generation we have, we're, we're like the bridge gap. They always say like uh, um, about us on social media, how, you know, we're the ones who had that transition of the internet, but then we didn't have the internet. We had the, the VHS and the DVD. We were the ones who really- I mean, we're basically the best. You know, it is what it is. Say, I'm sorry, I'm malicious, but we are. I will, I will say great that music, because- you know. We're the first, you know, last one to play outside the street lights and in a digital world, like AIM. Yeah. I had AIMs, you know. So I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, we really are that transitional, like, bridge. Our social amazing. Like, our grandkids, I remember when internet was created. What? Like, huh? They know me, like, hey, I have <laughs> <laughs> I got my that my my niece is asking like, dang y'all old? Oh, like, hold on, hold on. Um, it's not good until your child says, you know, you're you're older than the internet. Just straight up, <laughs> my mom is older than the internet. It's like it makes you feel so 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 old. Good. And it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> I know she's older. So so you wait. You were here before the internet. Actually, well, it can't, it can't, uh, they can't fathom it. It's off, yeah. you know. I mean, it's the same person we tell, like, we ask mom and them, like, dang, y'all here for, you know, with the black and white TV, y'all here for the TV, it makes us be like, like, yeah, like, duh. You're like, oh, no. That year when, when we first got the right to vote, like, <laughs> mama was born in 60. It's like, wait a minute, hold up, you older than voting for black people? Wait a minute. Do that. Um, I was gonna say, speaking of nieces, you know, to bring up bring up my babies, um, to to speak about motherhood for you and Coco. But before we jump into that, we have to talk about marriagehood because I mean, you know, that they kind of go hand in hand. And just for millennials, because I mean, I really think millennial women need to really have a real raw conversation, which is why I wanted to have you girls. I know that's what y'all are about, but just the raw. Um, I don't know what the word looking for. <laughs> you know, when you marry, you're like, unfiltered. Un- un- <laughs> unfiltered? No? I'm trying to find only other wives understand. They're like, ooh, grappling. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's called grappling. What you doing? You're trying to reach. It's, it's an experience. And so I, I think that. Um, <laughs> I think that the only thing that harms millennial women more than anything, or just millennials, period, is that, yes, we are that transitional period, but we also are the microwavable generation. We want everything quick. 
want to fast, microwave, put in there one minute. And so I think that has harmed the dynamic when it comes to relationships and with marriage. Not all the time, but just them thinking like, okay, you know, this is, you know, we spoke, we uh, watched about that JoJo with Pastor Mike Todd, where he said, you know, there's this list and you want, you know, this guy or this girl to hit everything on your list. And if they don't, then you're out of here. And um, I've been guilty of that too. And I'm sure a lot of women. So how can we, I get, well, let me just start with this. Um, with the marriage aspect, what is some advice um, that my sisters can give women who are engaged to be married or, or thinking about marriage or just in their singlehood and they're looking or dating or what have you? What is some good, solid advice to prepare them for the best journey of their lives if they are? <laughs> <laughs> well, this kind of goes off a point that you said something earlier, but it made me think about this point because I feel like a lot of us millennials, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we, we, we both came from households that had strong parents, whether they remarried or whatever, it was still two parent household or, you know, whatever. And a lot of us grew up like that. Like their generation, it, it was kind of like, you know, um, hit or miss, I guess. Right. For me, it was more like I all that's all I was around was couples and older couples and hey, it's the 60 year anniversary. That's all I knew. And mm -hmm. so and also for that generation, what I was gonna say is aside from the marriage thing, it was um they were kind of starting earlier. And huh? we necessarily didn't know the time frame, but it's like, oh well, my mom, she was 24 and had two kids in a house and I'm 28. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, something like, like you know, it's like the pressure. Mm -hmm. And we I would say for millennials, like give yourself the time because if the times have changed, that's mm. it's that it's so true. It's not the you know it's not the same as the the sixties, the fifties, the eight even the, the early eighties. Yes, that's so, so give yourself true. that time. Don't put your pressure and then don't feel weighed down when it's not going as planned. Because I mm. felt like that was a big part of my like, oh my gosh, mm. and now I feel like I'm I'm lacking or I'm I'm looking at them like. Well, Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right, right. We have an invisible timeline that we're yeah, yeah. And it's like, who came up with this timeline? Right. Who is and it's the pressure. And you're this invisible timeline is <laughs> like we all like we're going nuts because I'm like, all right. That needs to be the question for a million. Who came up with the timeline? Did you create the timeline or did society create the timeline um, for millennial women? And not just with marriage. Just, I want to chapter over you yeah. too for it. But just like I said, with, with career, yeah. children, yeah. like there's this invisible timeline that we create for ourselves. And it's like, if we don't hit those goals, we lose it. Especially yeah. women. And I'm like, let's exclude. I was like, <laughs> and so Jojo, how, how does that uh well first like i said marriage what is the advice um that you want to give uh young folks that are engaged to be married or uh in marriage right now what was some good advice you want to give young people i would give the advice uh that you are allowed to change your picture um mm, that's good because the ideal picture i had in my head i already said when i had um, Samaya, uh, that I would stay with her father who happened to be Muslim. That's so real. Um, and that was in my head. And I, no matter how good or bad the relationship was going to go, 
I had it in my head that that was the person I was going to marry because we had a child out of wedlock and I already didn't want to have a child out of wedlock. But at the point that I was already with them for like almost four or five years, I was like, well, this is the person I'm going to marry regardless of what this relationship, it could, it could look like crap. We're going to be together forever because I refuse to be with someone else outside of the person I made this child with because I didn't want to mix parents or mix fathers and, you know, seeing mom and dad's relationship and, you know, they were together for 16 or 17 years and they got a divorce. And I had um, I had a complex about splitting up and division. You know, I'm really big on family. I'm really big on togetherness. And I always said when we went through that divorce as kids, because it impacted everyone, that when I get a baby or when I get married or when I fall in love or what have you, whatever comes first, I will not let this tear down the family. I will stay. I will not leave. But I soon realized after time had gone by that that was what I wanted for myself without realizing what God wanted for me more. And so I had to learn to let go of the list, the picture. I had to burn all that up so that I could receive a mate that was made just for me and that treats and respects my daughter is his own, has never treated her any less. And that picture of another father or another person is no more because when we're together, you see a family unit, you don't see the DNA. And so I would just give that information to millennial women. Don't be afraid to change up. Don't be afraid to change your picture. Um, and, and piggybacking off of what Coco said, you know, you're, you're on your own timeline. Matter of fact, you're not on a timeline. You don't even know it. God, only God knows it. You don't even know the long timeline biologically. So let him run it. And you just, you just read That's the script. Great. That is yeah. so good. Like I said, you don't, we don't even know the timeline. We're creative. We don't know what, what the timeline got. I, I think honestly, here's what the, here's what the timeline comes in at. Honestly, if I'm looking at millennials, American millennials, and if we're talking about women of color, now this applies differently to different people of different races in different places and ethnicities as well. But for us, it's a socioeconomic factor with trying. This is a whole, whole another conversation. But in, in short, in short, you know, you're looking at finances. You, you're looking at socioeconomic statuses. You're looking at trying to tie down a man as soon as you can because who knows if he'll be dead, jail, or in prison, or somewhere. Like you don't know what's going to be on the other side of this. You're trying to find the best mate that might be attractive. Hopefully, he's attractive. But ho hopefully he is cute, but at least he'll have his head on straight. You're trying to get all these pieces together. Hopefully we're getting with a man that doesn't have 10 kids already. We're trying to put all this stuff together, right? You're trying to get all this stuff together. And then, oh gosh, I hope my eggs aren't dried up. Like, let me get this together too. Oh man, do I have enough money in my pocket? Like, let me figure this out too. I was, Those are the timeline. I was like, it's going to be, I'll, I'll be 40. Now, if life was free, if, if, if we just had to pay some um, Fruity Pebbles to get by a house, sure, we wouldn't have a freaking timeline. If you were, you know, right, right, right. Come on, here, then, then, yeah, there wouldn't be no timeline. Yeah, but I, I, I definitely think it's society that has put this this ultimate pressure on us of of we having to make sure that we hit these timelines. The spirit of comparison, like, oh, they hit their timeline at 25, and I'm still at 28, and I still have to walk down the aisle or 38 or what have you. Um, but that's 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 very like, you know, you're this age, and I've, I've you know been a lot around. Uh, well, I have a brother, but being around Billy and his heathens, <laughs> I'm around adult male talk a lot more than I like to. 
And it's it's crazy because we already get like the pressure, like you guys are saying, but at the same time, it's also kind of used as this like, I can throw this at you to, you know, you, uh, you know, you're not wife. Ain't nobody, don't know why they want to wife you. You're not wife yet. Oh, she ain't wife by now. So oh, already, it's like a diss almost. And it's like, okay, well, and then it causes it's like this whole. And you're supposed to still look good. You still supposed to be snatched the entire time. Don't be unsnatched. And yeah, 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 yeah. Don't have a rough day. So don't have no. Please, oh no. Not allowed to do that. What, what oh, no rough days. There's this invisible ranking system that people yeah. seem to be on. <laughs> it's like, oh, and social media don't make it any better. You already know that. Like, <laughs> you get notifications when somebody else get married. Like, I don't even know them. How about they just got engaged today? Good for them. That's great. Who is this? How do we even baby on the way? Say congratulations. Okay. No. Okay. Birthday today. I don't even know this person. <laughs> Oh, but don't you want to wish them a birthday? No. no. I don't. Don't you want to donate? No. Well, no, that's actually a really good, because that was actually my next thing is that with social media, you guys, like I know we talked about the internet aspect, but do you think that social media, I guess it's a two-part question, um, do you think social media has harmed millennials in a way when it comes to um, really, like I said, our 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 vision that we have for ourselves. Has social media helped or harmed us or is it kind of indifferent, do you think? Or does it come down to the choice? Does it come down to the choice that you make? Because that's one of the things I was telling kids, like your digital footprint, like make the social media work for you. Whatever you post, that's what they got. Or is it like literally is bad or good for, you know. Because a lot of times, like it's great because we have a different way to be able to start businesses and promote ourselves in and grow and and then even stay in touch with people that we might not have been able to forget about people right (laughs) but even older generation of our family like it's like on a daily basis will we be picking up the phone to call but right right hey how you doing oh looking good good. she checked in she's safe She's she like, like my oh, they 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 good. Yeah, that's I'm guilty checking on my elders. You know, I'm like, oh man, it's no, too no. Like, <laughs> Work goes by, and then next thing you know, it's weeks, and then it's like, dang, the family really Yeah, boring. yeah. Oh, I need to call you, and you know, you just lose touch. Yeah, and yeah. So it's easier when they're just right mm-hmm. there. You're like, hey, how you doing? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's so hard. But the 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 high the, 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 mm-hmm. it is. Like, um, oh my god, oh my god, I don't know. I I think for people that just, I don't know, it's hard. You gotta check your mental health, honestly, straight up. That's really, yeah, you gotta take it. I have to because it's like it feels overwhelming. You'll find yourself in this comparison mode, the comparison. The what? Yeah. I said an incessant web of comparison. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, and don't even you don't even realize it's happening. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's so you're like, before you know it, you're like, oh, you know what? I don't even just my life is over. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my life is done with. <laughs> I have nothing going on with myself. 
just every time I check in, they doing something. And then also what we forget is a lot of these people put on these facades because there's these people and I'm like, I know you in real life. So it's easier for me to be like, I still Caught, get caught on the web of people that I don't know. I'm like, dang, how she got a new outfit every day? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, you got kids. How the how do you find time to do these? Yeah, <laughs> you like, you got time. Wait a minute, you got time. After you take care of the kids and still do all this and still look good, you have no off days. Wait a minute, <laughs> like how? And then you know, people. It's like, and and it's and it's all subconscious because yeah. I think our first. Our first feeling is not to be jealous. I never look at other people and I'm like, but I do right. look at other people like, dang, they really doing it. And I'm like, yeah. dang, what am I doing? I need to get on my, sh-. you know, right. what I'm it challenges you. Yeah. <laughs> not in the issue, like, oh, I hate her. Like, I don't, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, it could be a good okay. thing. But you need a little chin check. We don't take a break. It could become unhealthy and it could become true. an obsession, like you said. And it's like, that's oh, so true. I take a break. That's so true. That's so true. Um, yeah, I think, and I've seen this quote, and it was saying with social media that um, people show their highlighted reel more than their bloopers. Absolutely. And I said, it couldn't be more true. We do. I mean, that's, that is, I mean, that's what ends up, like you said, you, you're only seeing a reel of a false, and it makes you be in a whole web and cycle, and then you're thinking like, oh, they got it, and you're like, girl, they, they, they about the wrongest food test for that, what do you mean? Um, but no, yeah, social media, I do, I, I'm very big on power of choices, and I think that um, free will is what God's given everybody, so we're still imperfect, like you said, if our mental health is not in check or anything like that, it just takes one seed of doubt, one, and you're in a cycle, but I do think the power of choice is how we use social media, like you said, if it's for friends, family, and putting out your companies and really you utilizing as a tool and not your gauge for uh, your identity. I think that's where it's gotten mixed up. At. It's like, you said that it makes sense. because yes. you it. I'm also thinking about, I'm thinking about, you know, Billy, I'm like, yes, power choices. <laughs> my timeline is like inspirational quotes, <laughs> like funny videos <laughs> to pick up my mood. <laughs> you go on Billy. Like, <laughs> are there in this world (laughs) (laughs) boy these these men are doozy these men are doozy (laughs) but no it is a choice and you can't because i get motivated i have a lot of pages that i can learn stuff from and i'm like dang and i'll go on instagram like i need some motivation and i'll scroll through and it and it seriously motivates me and i'm like dang okay you know what let me snap out of this and let me log off (laughs) right 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 and that's but no but that's true though like even those little things like that like who you follow like all of that with the algorithm it really will change your perception of just how you use social media um and just how millennials women can use you know social media in this world because i mean I just don't want millennial women to fall into the trap of like, oh, you know, you got to sit a neck at the end. You got to like all these things that was not the, the four, like 
that wasn't the focus, not even five or six, not even eight years ago when we were in college, that wasn't even a thing. It was just kind of like, yo, are right, you want to go to Chili's? All right, cool. Like, boop, boop, boop. And now it's turned into a full-blown, like, <laughs> going down at the end. You got the dark, after dark, you got all type of stuff. And so, that's yeah. just one of the things, like I said, that I just really want millennial women to um, understand is that that's not something that you have to attach your identity to um, by using your social media that way. Especially with like, even the new thing, I don't even know what this new website is called, but it seems like all these celebrities are signing up for it. I'm like, um, I forgot what it's called. Patreon or OnlyFans. <laughs> you say what? <laughs> Patreon or OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans, that's, whoa, whoa, Patreon, what do you mean? I don't know OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans, OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, but touching on John, no, no, before though, the marriage aspect that you guys gave, no, that's super helpful. Like getting rid of the timeline for or the vision of the picture that you have the power to change that picture all you want to. I think aspect of blended families needs to be talked about more. Um, because I, I think, and, and this is me saying this, like. I think for you, Joanna, Jody, for you, Coco, y'all have done like phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal um, jobs, really showing people how a blended family, the success and the love and the, that you just don't see a lot. And I know we grew up that way, Jojo, just from, you know, mom and dad were marrying and us, you know, and Reggie and Jordan, that's really becoming blended family and stuff. But um, a lot of women feel as if, they're damaged or even miss okay well i'm not married or i won't have somebody or we won't blend because of this and so just how i guess how can we walk through that or just men or just young people in general um who may have young ones and, and are looking and saying, well no i i want my heart open i still want to blend with with children and with with someone uh, i think the first thing is to blend with yourself um you, before you bring anybody else into your life and the child's life uh, and vice versa, you've got to really blend with God. Real, I'm talking about mix it up, like be intertwined uh, with not just God, but the word of God as well. So that you have some direction in selecting the, the appropriate person for you. A lot of us try to put it on ourselves. God didn't want us to pick our own mate. You know, God says, you know, seek me. I'll, I'll assist you in this. I already have somebody. I made them for you. Mm -hmm. You got to find them through me instead of trying to go in the world and try to find it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You've got to find yourself through me too. So before you start trying to look for anybody, before you think about blending anybody, because chances are most likely if it is a blended family, more than likely, I'm not saying this is always, sometimes people do get married, have a child, divorce, and that child is the product of that marriage. But more than likely, if it's a blended family, the child was made out of wedlock, typically. So you already have something that you need to look at covering, which is your seed. Mm -hmm. But before you can think about your seed, you have to think about you because you are the one that is the headship of or the lordship, if some would say, of that of that child. So you have to just go back to the priorities. The, the order never changes, even yeah. if your story does. Your order is still the same. God, man, woman, and then children after that. And that that will never be that that will never be out of order, you know. And, and no matter how chaotic the world is, go back to the original order. I like and that. I like you'll that. never find yourself astray, you know. Yes, go back to God, and it's always right there on the foundation. 
Um, same thing with you, Coco. What I said, as far as the the blended family, what what are what is some advice that we can share with um, young people to just give them encouragement about, um, you know, if their picture is unique and different, and does it it doesn't make it better or worse, or it's it's just unique, and that's what we've always grown up with. So that's like the norm. You wanted the raw raw. The raw. The raw, the raw truth is, is I kind of, what you guys said, I had the idealistic family in my mind mm -hmm. and I didn't want anything other than that. And when I did start dating, dating, um, Billy, actually when I became friends with him, I was like, yeah, he's asked off the list. <laughs> and I was like, nah, son. And then I started, we like, you know, we started like courting and then we started actually dating and I was like. In my mind, I was like, is this what I really want to do? And mm -hmm. not necessarily because, you know, I love, I love, you know, I love kids and I love, you know, that it, so it wasn't like, I don't want to be a mom. It was right, 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 I still right. had that picture of, I want to be the first, mm -hmm. I want to be mom, dad, <laughs> I mean, uh, mom, and then the dad, and then mm -hmm. we have a baby and that's mm -hmm. ours. And that's it, you know, and, yeah, and, and yeah. cause that's what I was raised at, you know, even though it's like, there's other blended families, even other generations, higher generations. They're, mm -hmm. blended, they're all blended. Oh, up. baby, they, oh, honey, honey, honey. <laughs> you know the song Papa Rose wrote the song The Temptations. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that start from? That was going for the 50s. Yeah, and so, but I still had that idea, and then I had to kind of realize, like, hey, everybody's different. All right, let me go ahead and open myself up to this possibility because who am I to be like, no, because you got a kid? Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, stuff comes with that. So it's like, all right. Um, and then, you know, once you get past that hump yeah. and you're actually in a marriage and you're actually, this is my stepchild. This is, this is my daughter. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's my daughter. She called me mom. Mm -hmm. Call me mommy. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell her to do that. She just did. Yeah. And yeah. it's organic. And I, you know, hey, and I, I'll look around like, when she first did it, I was like, is this cool? cool? I don't want to stuck on these clothes at the same time. That's the bond that we have. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But I would say make sure that you are fully ready to as the as the person coming in with the kid, I would say be fully ready to be fully open. Mm -hmm. and 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 close off that um that connect with the other with the with the parent the, yeah 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 that's what you're saying yeah yeah you know what i'm saying because um that's always where i see where any friend any even with me it was always that was the thing that was it was like this blurred line it was like well that's my kid's mom so or you know that's my kid's dad so and then it was like this blurred line and it was almost like all right what's happening here like right, are you right, ready right, to, right. are you really ready or is this an excuse just to go back here or is this just yeah if it's genuine right you know what i mean yeah. and so be sure that you are mature enough to cut that line and be say hey i love you for who you are this is the line and then involve someone else yeah, I would say to millennials, if you have a, a child, make sure that that line is totally cut before you involve someone else. 
if you are someone walking into that situation, make sure, you know, one, yeah, be open and also make sure that you are ready to be a parent because yes. in certain cases, it's like, I love this person, but I didn't sign up for the kid. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that attitude. That kid has to be like it, you, you birthed it, you know, yourself or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Don't go in a relationship. Yeah, I really love them all, but, you know, they right. get on my nerves. I hate because it's never going to, it's never. Yeah, it has fine. to be where it's, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Because it does. Yeah. It's, it's a, um. It's a complex, but it's a it's a beautiful picture once it, it happens, and that's something yeah. that you guys have have flawlessly. I really do tip my hat off to you girls because I, you know, I know it has been I know it's been easy, I know it's been easy, but it's definitely been it's oh, definitely wow. been um, you know, and 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 nothing is in life anything worth having is it's gonna be a challenge. So I, I, to have a front row seat and, and to be able to see that um, from you ladies has just been inspiring for me um for me wanting to be a you know a mother one day and to watch you guys so I I, I definitely tip my hat off to you to you <laughs> ladies with that um I know we're winding down with time but I want to definitely um focus on the most important 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 topic I really wanted to talk about really two and one is um career-wise and then also just some last words as far as the climate and where we're in as far as black women um in America um, what we can, what are the, some, some of the solutions that we can, um, that you feel that can be implemented? I don't want to say, her, you know, it's looking pretty rough right now, but just what, <laughs> what visions that you would see that at least make it a little bit more of a, a light, a place to be in. Uh, but career-wise, uh, Jody, I want to, I want to start with you because y'all listen, like, you want to talk about educator, like, <laughs> This girl, Joanna, has been, first of all, Joanna has been teaching kids since, like, college. Like, even, like, I'm telling you, like, literally since 18, 19 years old, you already had a full classroom of kids, like, two-year-olds by then. So, um, not only an educator, but an entrepreneur. And I, I really want, I, I want to kind of explore that with you, but I, I want the listeners to understand that, like, just the foundation you come from as an educator, like this is not a fake thing. You know, some people are like, oh, I don't want to be a teacher because you know, what to do. And, and that really is a disservice. And so for you, it's like, you know, marriage, you know, you got motherhood, marriage, entrepreneur, and then you're educating kids, like in between that of having your own life, how do you do it? <laughs> and, um, and then on top of that, you have foreign students at that and you're speaking like several different languages. So I would wonder like, I don't know how you do it sometimes. I, I let you have your bath time at nighttime when you believe in calling each other because I would like, girl, how do you do it? So just uh, talk to us about that and walk us through just, you know, some advice you can give millennial women when it comes to teaching and children and all of that. Well, the first thing that I would say is don't be afraid to be too big. Don't be afraid to do multiple things. Don't be afraid if the vision of what God has you do is broader and wider and more expansive than you saw yourself. Um, Because that's where I'm at now. Um, The labels that people put on educators, like, you know, you're going to basically die in this position. You're not going to make any money. Uh, You did it because you failed at other stuff. And it's like, 
My goal is to rewrite the vision of what an educator is. I know I won't always be behind the desk. I'm always going to be an educator. God has already shown me that. But my education, the the realm of education that I'm in uh, is going to be expanded. And it may be in different arenas, but I will always be a teacher. And I I already know that. Um, As far as, you know, I was afraid to say, I, I said it a long time ago. I said it in 2013 that I was a mogul. That was the first time I ever said it. I said, I'm going to be a mogul. And, but I was afraid to say it. I almost whispered it to myself and I wrote it down on a piece of paper in LA and I didn't say anything to anybody. Cause I was like, who am I to say I can be that? You know, who am I to say I can have multiple streams of income and multiple businesses? Who am I to say I want to educate the children and also build communities and open businesses? Like who am I to say that I can do those things? Who am I to go back to school again after I've already taken so long with the first degree? Who am I to go back and do it after already having a kid and leaving college? I don't know how many times. You know, like who am I to say I can be something great? Um, who am I to say that? You know, I've wasted so much time with love and relationships and breakups. I've had more jobs. I'm about to be 35. I've had more jobs than I've been alive. I started working at 14 years old. You have. I was uh, I was putting them on like pairs of drawers. Like I, I mean, like I would start a job, quit a job, start a job, quit a job. I would have two and three jobs at one time. I've always, yeah. I've always. Yeah. That is so true. The movie theater, because I showed up to get my free popcorn on the weekend. That you, yeah. you know, and I've never, I've never not worked. You know, and I, I don't. Yeah. The brief times I did. It was just just for a moment. It was like a month. And I was like right back on again. So um, as far as like the advice, like I said, it would just be don't be afraid to be to to be a different character in your own book. You know, you might you might not always be the narrator. You may be a flat character in one season. You may be a round character or dynamic character in the other. You know, you may be your own antagonist in one of those chapters. My own antagonist several times over. I've been as a different character several times but in the end the the writer of my book is still writing my chapters and I have to trust his hand so um just don't don't be afraid fear not you know and and go for everything you your heart desires and even if your heart don't desire it but God's heart desires you go after that even if your heart don't desire it but God's heart desires because that's where the obedience comes in at and I had to realize that my obedience to God is bigger than my desire of my own heart. So and our feelings and our feelings and feelings and desires are temporary; they're fleeting, you know. But your what your obedience is to Christ is more important than gold, you know. It's more important than what you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, God will God very well can make you take the long way because if it's the right way. Yes, Lord. You know? So. Take so, the stairs, honey. Ain't no elevator wheel. Ain't take the yeah. I mean, it just depends. I mean, sometimes God will hook you up with a shortcut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just he may. He may. It might just be. You know what I'm saying? Time is the stairs. I've been a waitress and I've been waited on. You know, like I, I have had different seats at the table and I, I have been at those flicking gum from under a table like with a with a spatula trying to clean up after someone you know I've been there picking up trash and sweeping and then I've also been in higher up positions so be multifaceted try it out and if it doesn't work try again try something different try on a whole bunch of shoes if you want mix it up 
Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to go do something labelless either. You know, go and I do was something. Say, yep, yeah, that's yeah, that's a label. That, I mean, just that's go something. Yeah, that's something that that you really taught me growing up is that you know you don't have to put a label on it. Like once once you said mogul, and then you were doing education, and then you had so many um, talents with just doing hair and makeup and fashion, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like. And, and even at that time, being young, I was just like, "Man, what do we what do we call this? <laughs> like, what do we what do we call this?" And I, I realized um, it was you having your talent in different in different areas, and that we don't have to put a it'll you know, put a label on it. Really, mobile entrepreneur really does encompass because you got a brand. You can just stamp stamp. That's my brand on all of that. So. Um, no, I think that's amazing. I think the work you've done so far with kids has just been nothing short of amazing. Um, and just, I, I, here again, I take my hat off to you, babe. I know I've kept you way over your time and you have to skedaddle because you're a woman on the go. I am. I have a nine-year-old and a husband waiting. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he just, just waiting, just... <laughs> That's when the husband's giving to look they're like, hey, what, 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 hey, what, what, hey, 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 My four and five-year-old are downstairs. I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> oh, you got a whole camp brown <laughs> over. I, I know, yeah, I know. So please go my friends downstairs. She's watching. <laughs> okay, well, I'm about to say, look, we, that's what I said, motherhood, y'all doing it all. Y'all doing a marriage, motherhood, the kids somewhere. That's all I'm like, look, let me, I know. And, and it's- I told mine to read the Bible. I ain't tell her where, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I don't know what she reading. I told her, don't touch that cell phone, though. She thought she was going to play Roblox. I said, no, go get your Bible. What am I reading? I don't know. Pick it up, open it. Let the Lord lead you, because I'm filming something right now. Because she ain't picked up in weeks. I know she has, and that Bible's dusty. I said, Hey, go pick up that Bible, pick up the word of God, and just figure it out. Mm-hmm. And sharpening the pencils. I said, You know what? This is, you know what? No, put the pencils down. I don't even know what you're doing anymore. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to hold you up any longer. I want to jump on with with Coco a little bit longer, babe. But I, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and having been here on the Bloom Baby podcast. Before you go, before you go, um, one last thing. What is some last words to encourage um, not only millennial women but millennial Black women um, in America right now for 2020? educate yourself educate yourself preach 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 educate yourself all the way around and invest in yourself don't be uh don't think you're selfish for putting yourself first right and it's okay to show your emotion during this time it's okay to be soft don't let anybody label you um as far as how hard and or soft you need to be you be whatever you want to be mm-hmm. you know don't be afraid to use your voice because people already anticipate you speaking and don't be afraid to sometimes just sit silent and observe you know you have to know that switch yeah. and, and and you know but like i said educate yourself on everything around you the laws of the land the people that make them um the men that you seek you know um mm-hmm. look at yourself you are only an extension of of what you're looking for. So you need to really look at self before you go and attach another, it's like a puzzle piece. You stick in a hole, you stick in something that to your, you're sticking rib to rib. You got to go and look at your mate, but before you can look at your mate, you got to look at yourself because you are going to be something that attracts the thing that you don't want. If you're, if you're not paying attention, Mm. you know, 
Mm, so, mm, mm. Uh, that's the last words from 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 Joanna Scott, honey, aka Jody. Jody, woo woo. Love you, baby. Love you, Coco. Love you, Mookie. Bye. Me and Coco. So love you. Hang I want to do this again. Absolutely. This was- we'll have to do it again for the family series. Woo woo. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Did you hang that? There you go. So Coco, so I want to jump in um, with your career here again. Another person I admire that has done so much. You've done the the movies, you've done the music, you've been there in LA, you've been all over. What is, well, I, I want to walk into just with, I guess the balance for a woman um, to really just keeping her morals. Keep what, what advice would you give for young women about keeping her morals you know, keeping God first, all of that, but still saying, well, no, but I'm, I, you know, I want to be in the entertainment world. I, I want to do media. I want to do that and that. What, what is something if they're, if they're heading into an audition, any type of advice you want to give them? That is a great question. <laughs> that was, that was still to this day. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, a, not, it's uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. And I've been in, I was a go-go dancer. <laughs> I, <laughs> Literally, like I was a go-go dancer, and people were like, "You're a stripper." I'm like, "No, I was a go-go dancer." Like, it's different. Fully covered. (laughs) Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Had big boots, and my butt was covered. But, (laughs) but even that was kind of like, "All right, this is like the tip." Eh, Not going further than that, Mm -hmm. because, um, to be honest, the industry is it is it can be so great. And it can be so nasty as far as what the people will try to push you to do or pressure yes, you into. Yes, 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 yes. And, and they, they put you in a box. Yeah, they put you in a box and then, oh, don't let you be pretty. Like you, oh, oh. Mm, yeah, you, they're, they can, oh, no, they're, they're going to try it. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> when I tell you, I, I, people have come to me in private and asked like, you know, what should I do? Da, 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 da. And I had to tell them, like, you have to, within yourself, you have to have a hard no somewhere. Yes. For these young women, out, yes, 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 yes. And, and, and pass that, and you, and you have to realize that that no could possibly cost you everything you probably want. That's so true. That's so true. And it's happened to me. Caesar. <laughs> That's and, so uh, true. It caused me, like, honestly, the real reason I even took my chance to go to LA was because I had had such a hard time in the music industry. I mean, I came off TV, and then that was cool. Doors opened, mm-hmm. and it was like, finally. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, now's the time where I can do my music. Mm-hmm. But even with that, it was either you have to have the money up front, Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll definitely try it, honey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have the money up front? Okay, well, then you're going to have a person, uh, whoever, investor, mm-hmm. pay and, and, sp- and do that. Right. And even in that, it's kind of like either a handshake or a contract. Yeah, and you got to pay them back. Hopefully, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So hopefully mm-hmm. that works out or you're stuck in this. Or what usually ends up happening is... It's it's a male dominated industry. Oh, and that's it's so tough. true. That's it's so true. Tough. 
because <laughs> these men, it's so like that is so true. Dominating music, movie, yes. radio, it's like every <laughs> realm, every aspect of the industry. So it's like you as a woman and then a black woman beating down these doors and still getting this opportunity that you got is like something that nobody like. Your mother, they cannot say like. like that that's a that is a feat to get in there to even put your pinky toe in there <laughs> and you know what and, and here's the thing that people don't under like a lot of especially like just females period that are just so hell like heck bent on getting to into the industry and making it they feel like they have to compromise themselves because that's you know one one that's the common mentality it's like all right well okay it's this moral deficiency <laughs> then, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like well I'll do whatever it takes right and then there's some who do they do have morals they do have standards mm -hmm. but it's like dang what do I really want and then they're pressured into these circumstances and then they don't realize that it's 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 not it's not what you expect it's yeah not it's not what you think it's gonna get you <laughs> it's not gonna get you what you think it's gonna get you and they use you up and spit you right back out it is though. like I, I realized um when i did stick to my guns there was a lot of times where i was like dang man and in my head you had this thought like if i was just <laughs> losing i could be so if i have nothing else going on um, i could really just put my time over here <laughs> i would just you know if i didn't have no morals i could be a superstar but <laughs> But be on the fans on the undead. <laughs> I can have five Bentleys right now if I could just right, 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 right. At right. the same time, what got me further in my in like my career, like before I was on TV on on uh, reality TV mm -hmm. when I was modeling, and um, I didn't get a lot of jobs in the city that I was in in Florida mm -hmm. because I was very slender. And it was like, okay, but they were looking for a baboon babao and yeah, they were like shapely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they would have naked and or half naked yeah. and it out. And I was like, okay, I can't do that. So then I went to I ended up randomly getting a tip to go to an audition in Miami. <laughs> and I'm like, of course it's Miami. It's a it's bigger market. It's one of the biggest markets. It's 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 huge competition. And this was a A-list artist that I was going for audition for, but oh, I still, I prayed about it. I, I believed it. And then I was like, all right, let me get there and then just, and let it, you know, whatever, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And when I did that audition and I ended up getting the audition, the big booty girls back home was like, <laughs> they were so You're right. And it was like, well, they you know and, and like, I, I don't know <laughs> so if i would have just like stopped there and been like well dang it's all there or compromise myself to be in a random local shoot mm -hmm. i would have felt so like I, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself and then i went to miami i got the audition right mm -hmm. and so when i did the video i still was like all right i'm here for a job i was professional right. i was on time I wasn't trying to flirt with artists. I wasn't trying to, you know, I was kind of saying to myself and right. friendly. 
thank you, no thank you, you know, right. and, um, you don't realize that everybody on that set is paying attention to just that. Everything. And so the girl that they say, oh, why don't you take the top off or do this? And, and people are like, yeah, yeah, do it. And behind the scenes, they're like, mm, yeah, she'll do anything. And let's mm. say your, your name is Masculine Industry. My name, I ended up getting on, <laughs> on job after job just because people saw me from that set and said, oh, I remember you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very professional. Yeah. She's gonna, yes. Yeah, she's gonna yes. It was like, you know, stick to your guns. Yes, that's what's important. That's what's important. It's not about this thing being the devil, because you know that's another thing. It's not. It's. It's. I hear again. It's the power that you carry into these rooms. That's it. I mean, that is. It's within you, and if you know that you're, like you said, the moral ethics, everything. It's you're gonna rise to the. You're gonna. They're gonna see you. Yeah. And it, you don't have to do all the extraness for them to be able to choose you and say, well, I want, I want you on our thing. And I think that's something that's very hard for a lot of young millennial women who are struggling with that. Or they think that, okay, well, I have to do this if I want to have my door, you know, my foot in the door. And it's just like, yeah. you don't, you don't have to do that. You do, nope, do it a no. totally different way and still be on the same set right next to the same people that had to do with it. <laughs> And getting paid more. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And go ahead and charge more. Thank you. <laughs> right. I would say, like, stick to your guns and have a hard line. And be ready to lose it all. Because I did lose it all. You know, there were producers that were like, oh, so you're not going to do this? All right. Mm. And I never heard my music again. To the mm. day. Uh, 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 uh. So yeah. But Willing to walk away and, and sacrifice. Understand that you're, it's something way bigger, you know what I mean? Like your your worth is way more than walking away from whatever you think that you're trying to put above me, which I just think is so awesome for people to know. Like they need to see and hear um, with this episode, like, whoa, like there is a young woman who was there. Like she's, you know, she has the, the mother, she has the marriage, she's been in movies, she's been in modeling, like, and she didn't, you know, do her morals away with it. And I think that that's, um, yeah, that's that's super important for young people. Very important to know that. Important for your mental, you know. Yeah. Wake up and be happy. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Live with yourself. I can live with my. That that I think is you can live with yourself. I'll be hey, oh, you, you can have it all. I can walk away from it, but I can live you got with it. Myself. And you got it, dude. Like <laughs> y'all got it. Y'all got it. Um, I know I'm having too much time, but I want to end it with what are some last words. We talk about so much great stuff tonight. What are some last words that you want to give or say just about the climate that we're in in America with, you know, we got voting coming up in like less than 30 days, which is it's a whole nother thing by itself. Um, just, you know, with the, with the um, racism, just all of this is going on, especially with millennial black women. What is it? What are some last words that you want to give them um, for encouragement? I would say, um, but believe in the the magic that you have like the black girl magic thing is not a coincidence like we mm -hmm. really do have this thing about us we're the we're we're the coolest girls in the yes. classroom yes yes, yes, <laughs> and, yes. And, and we have been and and believe in that and it's, you don't have to say it all the time right, but right. with that confidence because i remember I, I was the only black girl in my school for a long time mm-hmm <laughs> 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 it is hard to move and shake in a world where even you know 
in, in a white room, you're the only black one. In a black room, now down to black, you know, like, or how you talking? You, you know, mm -hmm. so I would say, be yourself, exude your magic, and don't tear anybody else down. Yes, please. Don't tear the next black woman, whoever, don't yes. tear them down. Because yes. that is the biggest thing that I see. It's yes. like, yeah, rah, 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 but mm -mm, look at that we and girl. Yes. Hey, everything has a time and a place, but exude, be, be comfortable enough to say, you know what? Where did you get that outfit? And really mean mm -hmm. it. And really mean it. And then for the other person to receive it and tell that person where they got the clothes. I'll be the one to say it. And then they'll be like, oh, I don't remember. Like, you know where you got this outfit from. Or you know where you got the clothes. Oh, it was a gift. I don't remember where I got the shirt. You're like, Yes. I mean, it was from Ross or from Target or where you want to give me information that like As a part of you automatically think that when someone compliments you, it's like a sideways, like, are they trying to hate on me on the sly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's exude that. Let's be that because we all are, we're, we're, we're amazing. Yes. Talented yes. And we're resilient and we're smart. Yes. And Joanna said most of the things I was going to say earlier like you know invest in yourself mm -hmm. um, educate yourself if education is not for you work your butt off yeah uh, whatever field that yes. you set your mind to yes because that's still education you still exactly. gotta you know what i mean like you're talking about what y'all are doing and then the entrepreneur aspect that you're doing like you have to really know the education of that dealing with people with their yeah. hair and their makeup and the lashes and the white. I mean, like, that's a lot of education you gotta know. And yeah. don't put the means or don't let anyone demean, like belittle your goal. Yes. You wanna do fashion? That's a that's a huge industry. You wanna do hair, you wanna go into real estate. Yeah, you wanna be the tax lady. Mm -hmm. You hey, you know what? I, I really just want to start my own business and I wanna sell quilts. I don't know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And you focus on it because that is the thing you can go to school forever and still just be in school and have yeah. a bunch of degrees right and don't yeah. use them or don't get to you yeah i would yeah. say millennials like don't don't let yourself be pressured again that's like the common thing mm -hmm. follow your dream follow your vision have tunnel vision yeah and try as hard as you can not to be sidetracked from that whether it's pressure whether it's a relationship focus 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 and like the like you you'll flourish mm -hmm. you yes. win. they'll be yes. like hey. you know what i'm saying when you win it's, you'll get the claps you might not get them on the way up but you'll be fine yeah, so. yeah yes let them know you might not, you might not get all these claps on the way up you still you still keep going i love that you said um as far as black women being the coolest in the classroom i think that's a very cool way to say because people us saying we have the black girl magic we're the coolest one in the room doesn't say that we're anti you that's saying you see like everybody has a role to play in the classroom you got the jock you got the good you got the cool we got the popular kid everybody had their role in the classroom it didn't make you that day that, hey, that's just the role you're playing you gotta be the cool kid and you may be the nerd or the what you call but everybody has a role to play in this classroom <laughs> so i i love that you said that's so true and i think that it doesn't negate if i say oh i'm the jock or i'm the popular kid doesn't mean i say oh 
I hate the smart kid or right. I hate the nerd. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying I'm the popular kid. I've recognized my inner man. I'm just the popular kid. You be the jock or you be the band geek or whatever. And it doesn't take away. It doesn't mean I'm anti you because I'm saying I'm that. So I, I, I like that you said it that way. I think that's really cool. Um, but no, I, since I appreciate you as always and, um, give out your, your social media handles and all that good stuff so they can follow you and we'll have to do this again and I'll bring out the wine next time. We'll have to get along, along, we'll have to get along and babysit for next time. Right, right, right. Oh, but yeah, definitely, um, social media at Coco Sorrell, C-O-C-O-S-O-R-R-E-L-L-S. Yeah. And then same I was with, just gonna say, <laughs> well, you've become adjusted to it now because you've been going on how many years now? But I know that that's having to spell that last name is such a torture. I'm like that's so hard. Yeah, Sam. No, no, two R's. Not Sorellis. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you so much, and I am just so excited you guys got to be a part of this for the Boom Baby Podcast, and I'll be talking to you soon. Okay. And congratulations on your podcast. Thank amazing. you, babe. Oh, Thank you so much. And we'll do it again, okay? Give the girls kisses for me. Bye. Hey, you guys, that was the show. I'm so glad you got to tune into the first interview with my sisters, Jody and Coco. You can follow them at Coco Sorrells for Courtney Sorrells and at Josie Sunshine for Joanna Scott. I'm so glad you guys got to tune in. I have more in store for the family series kicking off here for the Bloom Baby podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let Circle by my beautiful husband, Joseph Powell, and his good, 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 talented artist slash friend, Tim Stevens, a.k.a. Phoenix, take you away with Circle. All right. Make sure you stream on Apple, Spotify, and of course, on the Believe Podcast Network. And you can follow me, your host, B. Powell, at B. Powell TV. Thanks so much, ladies. And as always, Bloom Baby Bloom. Before we do that, let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful interview and being able to connect with sisterhood and knowing that siblings and and, and um the friendship and the family and the bond that's built with that is one of the most everlasting relationships. It causes us to grow and to see and to have uh, conversations, Lord God. So we thank you for that. We thank you for fellowship, Lord God. We thank you for the topics that were discussed today, Lord God, that will help more women around the world that they don't have to be afraid or be ashamed of decisions they may have made Lord God allow us to rip up the list that we may have created in our minds Lord God when it comes to um, maybe a timeline of achieving certain things and let us know that it is your will Lord God that we are following and so we thank you so much that we have family and siblings and sisterhood to be able to uh, tap us on the shoulder and support us and uplift us when life gets hard and storms get in our way. We thank you for all of it, Lord God, and we thank you for your ultimate sacrifice you made because that is the ultimate sign of love and relationship and family. All these things we ask in your name, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.